Now, some people will always ask, how do you find a mentor? And that's question, I've always thought about it, and I realized that, hey, Google is your best friend. Let's start there. And you have books. You, you can follow someone's conference events. You can go to their webinars 50 times. But if you don't apply that skill or that knowledge or that mindset to get you where you need to be, then you're just wasting your own time because now you're just coaching yourself at this point. So you have to be very considerate about your time. Know who needs this because everybody needs something and you can't serve everybody. So who needs what you actually have? And then take that into a skill that can create that income for you and then find someone that you, you follow on YouTube, on, on a book, you know, learn from them, maybe get a chance to speak with them. Maybe, you know, their address or they just, you know, shout it out and said, take this email address, take it down, take it seriously, literally. And then do something. You never know. Their manager might send you a message. You never know what's going to happen. So that option of fearing and not doing is a result of why you're still saying next year is going to be my best year. So somebody who is in that state of mind, how do you pivot? What's that method? You know, how do you say, hey, this is my sales pitch. This is my elevator pitch. What do I do with this 60 seconds? How do I take this from step A to step B? Well, you said something about fear. So I'll tap into that really quick. Fear is an indicator of where you need to go. So if you're scared, if you're feeling, uh, lean into it. Go right in. Don't yeah. think. Just go. Right? Jump. Woo! <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> and then you said the, the 60 second sales pitch, right? Like, yeah. Your sales pitch shouldn't be 60 seconds. It should be one line. It should be one line. You don't need a 60. People who need a 60 second sales pitch are people who don't understand their value. My sales pitch is one line. I'm exceptionally gifted at helping people pivot from fantasy to reality. That's what I do. Period. That's my sales pitch, right? So what is your one liner, right? Like you don't need 60 seconds. 60 seconds are, you have 60 seconds, you'll end up just saying, <laughs> right? you'll throw up all over the person you're talking to. Exactly, in the elevator. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, a the, I mean, right, and that's my that's my truth, right? right? I'm not saying that somebody may disagree, and that's perfectly okay. But I, I don't think you need to elevate your pitch. I think you, your value, this guy told me once, he goes, he goes, price is never a objection if the value is there. If the perceived value is there, if the value is there, price will never be an objection. Mm. So if you're having to sell somebody and you're having to, hey, hey, you're having to convince, <clears throat> they don't see your value or they're not your customer. Right. right? That's that's what I, you know, like people are like, 10 grand? It's like, yeah, sorry, man. Like, that's, that's what it is. Like, I'm not sorry, actually. It's just, you're not my customer. There you go. Or you don't see, or you don't see the value that I bring. You haven't seen what I did. You don't even know who I am, right? Like you haven't done your research. There you go. So, um, and, and that's why I just I don't believe that you need a sixty-second sales pitch. I think you just need a one-liner of what you're really good at, and you just need to be able to demonstrate value through, like your results. Because at the end of the day, what does everybody want? Yeah. Like if I'm hiring you 
to do my social media or if, if you know like if if i'm hiring you to do my podcast i want to know what results that you've gotten that's it mm-hmm. I, I mean i might like you you you're cool you're cool favor like you, you're a dope guy you know what i'm saying yeah at the end of the day I, i'm like hey what, what have you done show me the proof exactly so, and that and that's all you need you right. don't need an elevator pitch you need a one-liner you need proof and the value needs to be there but exactly the, proof is the value is demonstrated through the proof exactly i like how you said a one-liner because now that just puts it in in form of like a tagline and if you break it down even more it's a mantra it's uh it's a user experience and and the keyword itself is a brand so yeah. if you have a user experience that is quality and somebody actually feels good when you're talking not even doing anything talking and the person just loves your aura you're already winning them before they even put a price on it because now the person thinks of longevity you don't think oh i'm going to make 500 dollars here and then two years later you're scrambling you have to think how do you take this hundred dollar side hustle and then stretch it out into a thousand into ten thousand and then while you get to that ten thousand you can actually be confident because you don't want to sell ten thousand when you can only offer a hundred like you don't want to be that person because now you're putting yourself under pressure for no reason and most people want to be like oh i want to be that big boss i want to be that big thing and i'm like no it doesn't work that way you know you people go to school for these things people go to you know mentorships for these things people actually like go off social media type and just bury themselves in the books and be like yo you know what when i'm coming back out i'm actually doing this for real so when someone is thinking about those things how do they stay humble without thinking that okay this is my shot how how do you balance that i think you you gotta stop looking at what everybody else is doing because you see these six-figure it's the GameStop. Everybody wants the, the the get rich quick scheme. Right. So you get you you find you find yourself in a get rich quick scheme where you're gonna find yourself broke, right? Mm. So like, there's no one gets to skip the line. You have to put in the work. I have to put in the work. Warren Buffett had to put in the work. Jay Z had to put in the work. Nipsey Hussle had to put in the work. Nobody is exempt from doing the work. So this fantasy that we live in of there's a shortcut I can put in a cheat code like a video game <laughs> doesn't exist no it doesn't exist like think like an investor think like a long-term hold investor they don't they don't get rich by investing one time it's the compounded interest over time that they invest for 10 20 30 40 50 years right now I'm not saying it's going to take you 50 years to get to where you're going, right? If you, for your side hustle or whatever it is that you're doing. But I am saying you got to put in the work every day, right? So there's this illusion, uh, you know, with the internet that like you can be, you can make a, you can hit it big. Just it's a lotto mentality. It's like, I'm going to buy this ticket and I'm going to be able to retire rich and I'll be on the beach in the Hamptons with Jay-Z and Beyonce, right? Like, <laughs> how many people do you know personally that has had that experience? Because I know zero. <laughs> right. I know zero. I know zero people who've had that experience. I know a lot of people who've been successful through putting in the hard work every single day and they quote unquote get lucky eventually. 
but I don't know anyone who's hit the lotto and you know like is chilling on the beach somewhere or I'd be with them exactly exactly because there's no story there's no motivation there's no backstory there's no like this is why I did it this is what I had to go through to get here and that's the whole point of it you know yeah because if you if you don't have to work for it then what does it mean if you just if someone just handed you a million dollars it'd be great but you probably wouldn't appreciate it let's be honest everybody wants to be a millionaire but nobody don't want to work for the million. Exactly. Right? <laughs> but the work is, the work is, you, you don't get to skip the step. And the work is, doing the work makes you appreciate that million. Makes you invest that million. You look, you, you don't treat that million like it's trash. You don't just throw it out, right? You're like, I gotta, I gotta set my kids up. My nieces, my family, maybe, or, you know, like, you, maybe I gotta invest in a house, right? You start thinking differently. Right. You have to earn it versus when it's given to you. Look at trust fund kids, right? Look at wealth. It takes, they said it takes four generations to build wealth. Four generations to build wealth. It hmm. only takes one to lose it. Look at the Carnegies, um, the Henry Ford, like all of these fortunes that were built up years ago, gone gone you know because you don't understand the value of something if you don't have to work for it and you squander it so people should just stop being lazy and put in the damn work i'm saying one more time stop being lazy and put in the damn work who cares if it takes you 5 10 15 years right if that's not what do something that you would be okay taking 5, 10, 15 years to do. Yeah. And then it won't matter. <laughs> exactly. It only matters when you're just doing something for the book, right? Right. And you don't have to do that anymore. We live in an age where you, you know, you can do whatever you want and you can monetize it. It's kind of cool. So. Exactly. And it's, it's really cool how now you have the liberty to do like 500 videos in a year and if you realize you're dropping two videos on YouTube every day or every week, depending on how, you know, your, your think processing and you're actually creating that intention for your goal, then you're saying that, hey, see me, see, see what I'm doing. I'm new here, but hello, I can help you. But now you're creating that connection because people want to see your humor. They want to see, can I actually trust this person? That's why people have favorite artists, favorite celebrities, favorite athletes. It's not, oh, he's my favorite because he looks good. No, it's because he did something for the community. He actually thought about us, you know. So things like those are things that actually trigger people's mindset. But how do you say apprenticeships is the best way in the door today? Yeah, I think apprenticeships is like the long lost art of, 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 of really, how do I say it? That's a long lost art of being able to learn from some of the best in the world. It's actually a secret, right? It's mm. a secret of the, uh, of the, I don't want to say rich, but right. It's, it's, it's been something that's been passed down for generations, right? But in this world of technology and fast moving pace success, like it's kind of gotten brushed to the side because the concept is this, right? You, 
you go work for somebody and you don't make any money. And most people don't want to work for no money these days. But right. the trade-off is, is that if you're working with somebody who's at the, one of the best in the world at what they do, you're not getting money, you're getting something that's way more valuable than money. You're getting inside their mind. You're getting their blueprint for how they created what they created. You can't even buy that. If Warren Buffett was like, hey, favor, for one year, I want you to come sit next to me in my office every single day. I'm not gonna pay you one cent, but you can watch what I do. You can ask me any questions that you want. And you can do that for one year. Would you say no to that? That's an opportunity of a lifetime. Of a lifetime. Of a lifetime. But no one thinks that way. No one, you know what, you know what people think these days ago? No pay for one year? Man, Warren Buffett is rich, man. He could pay me a million a trillion dollars, right? Right. But that's that's the disconnect, right? That's the missed opportunity. Exactly. Now take whatever industry you're in, take whatever thing that you're doing and apply that concept to one of the top people in the game. Now we've already talked about how to get in the door, right? With the Canva templates, signing into the DMs, use that strategy to get in the door and then create yourself an, an apprenticeship where you can work with some of the best in the world. You working with Warren Buffett for one year is like getting 40 years of experience, right? Right. Like you can't even, you couldn't go to Harvard or Yale and get that kind of, that level of education. True. Right? You couldn't, you couldn't pay Warren Buffett, you couldn't walk up to Warren Buffett and say, Warren Buffett, I'm going to give you a million gajillion dollars and you're going to teach me everything you know. It doesn't work like that. So this, this is why I say this is one of the most underrated, undervalued ways to really get in the door and learn from some of the, the best in the world. And I, I, I should do more teaching on this because I think it's extremely powerful and it's, it's what has worked for me. Anytime that I've gone into a new industry or um, a new field, I've always found somebody who is at the top of the, the game, their industry, and I've built a relationship with them authentically and learned from them and just soaked, that was a sponge and just soaked up everything that they were saying and everything that they're teaching. Yeah. And that allowed me to level up, right? It didn't take me 15 years to be one of the best at what I was doing. It took me a year, it took me two years, right? And that's how I've always looked at apprenticeship and mentorship. So mentorship is different from apprenticeship in that apprenticeship, you're you're literally you're going to work. You're going to work for them. Right? You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do whatever they ask you. Get the coffee, you know, like fetch this, turn off my subscriptions, like it's not sexy work at all, right? Right. But if you do that for a year, you're gonna be a gazillion light years ahead of anybody else who's behind you trying to do the same thing, you know? Yeah. Because you're learning from one of the best in the world. And and also think about that half-life. Think about that long-term. Think about that legacy. Think about that interview you're going to be on talking about how you spend that time. Someone's going to respect you. 
because they'll be like, oh man, I'm thinking about the time I'd have spent going football, I'd have gone to the candy shop. You know, people will be thinking about crazy things they'll be doing in a year rather than spending eight hours, four hours, 20 hours, 40 hours, name it, and getting that information, writing it down. You could write a book about that. So think about how you have to sideline and say, hey, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to change the game today. And this is what I want people to talk to me about and know me for. So if I'm able to do this on a consistent basis, like you said, then what I'm doing is I'm taking in all those things that you wouldn't take, throwing out the, the trash, you know, doing coffee work, probably making the best coffee because now you can make coffee for yourself. So think about the good things that you could actually get from those things, the cleaning, the 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 healthy lifestyle, you know, this respect most definitely. So Think about those things and just not think about, oh, I'm going to get money for this and then you're going to blow it on something on Instagram flex. No, don't do that because the more you're spending on yourself without thinking about the worth of tomorrow, the more you're draining yourself and actually ripping yourself the opportunity of tomorrow. For sure, man. Yeah, so I would definitely say somebody, like you mentioned, going back to Canva, somebody may not like drawing. Somebody may just don't like even a canvas. So what are the side hustles apart from writing, you know, design, social media, that's, let's say, a $100 side hustle idea process that they can actually say, today, I'm going to take 100 days and I'm going to do this and I'm going to make this. Did you see the, um, the cat thing with the lawyer on Zoom? I saw it. <laughs> I was so shocked. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm prepared to go. It's a This is going to sound crazy, right? This right. is going to sound crazy, but I actually said it on another podcast. I'm, I'm going to use this example. <laughs> so I, if I had a hundred bucks right now and I had a lot of time and you don't even need a hundred bucks, I would create a zoom consulting business. And here's why we get zoom, right? We're on zoom right now. We get it. We know all the features, the filters and, you know, the cat filters and the dog filters, right? <laughs> but baby boomers, these people that are, you know, 50, 60, um, maybe even older. I don't even know if that's considered boomers, but older people, let's just say the older demographic. This is like riding a bicycle backwards, chewing bubblegum blindfolded to a lot of different people. Wow. And, and if you, if you, especially in like the finance space or like this guy's an attorney, right? Attorney, they're used to going in courtrooms and they don't even know how to use a, an iPhone, right? Let them right. Zoom. So I would take a hundred bucks, probably even less, probably don't need a hundred. Um, I would, I would find local attorneys businesses it doesn't even have to be local actually because it's not like you can meet in person and i would cold email these attorneys and say hey we do a free zoom consultation where we basically go over everything and show you all the features if you like us great we'll talk about some options or we can do business um if not that's cool too we just we're just um, with the when in light of everything that's happened with the Zoom cat filters, um, right. we saw an opportunity to help attorneys and lawyers. And you have yourself 
$100 side hustle by doing that. Do that 50 times, right? Because everyone's not going to say yes. Um, you'll probably get one or two people. And then, you know, maybe one of those will turn into your first customer. And then do that again three times. And you got your first three customers. And you got yourself, uh, I mean, you, you make, you know, thousand bucks a month. That's $1,200 a year. Pretty nice side hustle in addition to your nine to five. And then you can scale it up from there. If you, or, or you can just leave it like that and you can just have fun, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I think that's I, that. <clears throat> Go ahead. Oh, you were saying something? No, no, I was just clearing my throat. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was just definitely um, putting this in perspective of, like what you said with the Zoom filters and, you know, creating that intention to actually see an opportunity. So, there are different types of entrepreneurs. You know, they're seasonal. They're the ones that they're infopreneurs. I, I actually tend to call myself an infopreneur because in terms of information and creativity, there's strategy involved. So, it's not just, oh, I know this. It's how can you apply this? And why do you need it at this time? It may not be for you, like you said. I may not be your best client because, hey, you have probably three years of groundbreaking rules you have to actually discover for yourself, for your benefit, before I come and help you enhance that. So you have to think about those different ideas and turning yourself from just being seasonal to being intentional. So I definitely know that when you put practice, you put patience, and you definitely put persistence in it, then you're able to see yourself grow because I, I've never really talked about this on podcasting actually in, on the We Don't Play podcast and I definitely actually connect with what you said about you know being an apprentice and being in that space because I had an opportunity you know to be a drummer at a really big um, TV series show but the person that was interviewing me he knew all my skills and everything but he was like no you're going to be the assistant to the music director and I'm like huh? I didn't come here for that. But the other side of me was like, this is a time to really sit down <laughs> and write. <laughs> sit down for three months and write. And it was the best experience of my life because now I'm backstage in the booth. Now I'm in the behind the scenes on this side. I'm probably picking him up from his hotel. You know, so it's like, who would, if I was a drummer, I'd only come when I'm needed. So... I was like, this is a different place. But of course, it didn't start like that. I had to do coffee. I didn't even know who the person was. You know, came into the rehearsal room for three weeks straight, serving coffee, serving coffee, serving coffee. Did not touch a drumstick. I felt like drumline for a second because I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, exactly. So I was like, man, this is this is amazing. You know, so eventually I was, of course, I had an opportunity to play in between the shows and between the behind the scenes. But for me being there and I was able to connect with people that I would never have seen if I actually was not humble enough to take in that position, then today I can't have that story. I can't tell you that because that would be just lying and I can't, I can't, no, it's just a no-go area. So I feel like when people actually take that time to say, hey, I want to do music, I want to do fashion, I'm the best at this, my friends keep telling me this, now I got to do it. When you see 10 likes, when you see 100 likes, when you see 1,000 likes, you feel good, yes. But if you can see someone DMing you and say, thank you for sharing, you're like, okay, now now I'm actually helping someone here. You know, you see that difference? Yeah. Yeah, now that's a beautiful story, man. And it speaks volumes to, 
you know, what we were just talking about. That's that's a perfect example. And what was the result? Just if you don't mind me asking, what was the result of you at the end of that? Like what what became of all of that situation? Oh, man, I feel like it was it's still going on till today. It's oh, wow. it's still I'm still reaping the benefits today. It's just favor. It's just blessings. It's just no pun intended, but it's just like some <laughs> it's just like it was perfect. And I remember so well because I was graduating from my bachelor's program and I said, I want to actually feel like I want to take a I want to take a leave to go graduate. That's what I was thinking to myself. And I actually did. I had, I had to like because we used to, we used to like record in the weekends on Saturdays. So the graduation was a Saturday, but I had to leave that weekend. So after that, I was like, okay, I connected with people. Then I went to Nigeria. I did my youth service, the national youth service. It's a paramilitary service. And I was also, you know, the president of that community. So I had to literally do service community, work with the, you know, the locals and understand, okay, this is a medical situation. They don't have food. They don't have donations. We can be able to, you know, create what are the road systems like, you know, things that actually matter. So that built that consistency. And I had two jobs. So I was working with the government when I was doing my paramilitary. And at the same time, I was working at a radio station and one of the biggest radio stations in Nigeria. Um, shout out to BDFM. And every artist goes there. <laughs> every artist, name it. I met Kerry Hilson there. I met Jadena there. I met DeVito there. And, you know, met different people. And that just didn't start from that point. It started because in my mind, I was like, look at me, small me. You know, I'm just doing drums and playing music. And I have a catalog. If you check Flate Beats on Apple Music, I have a catalog. I'm dropping a music video soon. And this is one of like the biggest times where I'm just like, I've just really been taking in, soaking in all this energy, all this content. And now when you be like, no, you just started yesterday. No, go check my track record. Go check my discography for 2005. Now we can talk, you know? So it's like, I don't talk about it much because it's like, oh yeah, what do you do? I'm like, I can do a lot of things, but because I was humble enough to say, let me learn. Let me understand why, you know, the mix and the master are different. Why do you need an engineer for this? Why do you need that? You know, how do you build? What is the itinerary for the day? Is he flying in or flying out? You know, fun stuff. But if you think of it as a chore, you will never understand the passion behind it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's an incredible, powerful story for your listeners. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's cool to hear your journey, man. It's, 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 it's nice because, you know, you connect with that connected story so exactly thank you so much really appreciate it and even for you as a professional athlete i definitely respect that like 100 percent high key so tell tell people just a little bit before we close what was your journey like i also want to know your story like what is your why uh to stay in shape <laughs> 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 no it's, i uh i want to have abs at 50 that's Listen, a great I want to have the energy of an 18-year-old, um, the uh, the physique of a of a 25-year-old, and the and the abs at 50. Mm. That's kind of like my so that's that's like my why. Um, but my journey it's funny because so I I played lacrosse. 20 something years ago almost I think almost 21 years ago 20 21 years ago um, in college uh, for a club team for a very short period of time 
I actually ended up getting injured. Mm. And uh, so from that point on, I had stopped playing lacrosse. And um, I always wanted to play like in like a sport. I thought I would like play in the NFL or, you know, so all kids, right? Like we have this dream of playing professional sports. And uh, so that never happened. And last year I was like, what's something crazy, ridiculous that I can do that I can just like, that'll just blow my mind. Yeah. Um, and it'll help me get in shape, right? Because I was like, I'm not going to go to the gym. I need some, I need a big reason to, to go to the gym every day, right? So I said, well, I'm going to play professional lacrosse. And that's what I decided that I was going to do. And then I just started training from that moment on. Fast forward, it was, uh, this was back in October, November. I ended up um, playing with here uh, in New York with the men's league. Um, and running with these guys and it was it was really wild man it was wild because that gap of time you think man you like you're out of shape you're bad knees all you can have all this million excuses yeah and it took me a while a couple of games to get back into it but when i got into it it was just like whoop, whoop, like mm. passing dodging and it was incredible to just be like, like wow like it, it just showed me that like your dream your dream is always possible right it's the we're only limited to what we set ourselves up for and i don't play in the pll today i don't play professionally like in this moment but one day it's possible right um and i'm continuing to train i'm continuing to play the game on sunday um and now i play with the brooklyn lacrosse the brooklyn lacrosse club called the brooklyn dodgers yeah um the men's lacrosse team and so you know what I when I did this, it's like, man, like, what else can I do? What's another dream that I had that mm. I put away because all of the excuses or time or money or I gotta be an adult. So I'm going back to my childhood and I'm pulling out the dreams again, man. I'm wow. getting back into DJing, lacrosse. I'm a, I'm actually finishing an audio book right now. I wrote a book last year. Nice. I'm going I'm going back and because. You know, if there's one thing that we've all discovered about COVID and, you know, the Rona, whatever you want to call this thing, at any moment you can die. So, like, you, you, not you, but, like, like people in general, right? Like, it's a sobering reality that, like, you only have so much time here. And we say that a lot and we know that. But, like, Rona really, really put that on display for a lot of people. So... If there's anything that you want to do or be or discover or travel, right? Like, go do it. So you might you might not have tomorrow. Like, literally. You literally might not wake up tomorrow. You can go out and get COVID, get hit by a butt, like, anything can happen. So, uh, if you're waiting, then, yeah, probably gonna, yeah, I probably want to actually do something about it. I love the uh, quote from, um, uh, what was this guy? Um, uh, it's not Jim Rohn. Uh, I forget his name, but anyway, he says, the graveyard is the richest place in the world because all of the greatest gifts, inventors, dreamers, all of these people, they took their gifts with them to their grave and they never shared them. They never put them out to the world. Mm. And, um, yeah, that, that quote has just always kind of lingered with me and stuck with me in my head. So that's my journey. Um, 
Wow. Yeah, that's been, that's been my journey, man. So. That's amazing. That's a quote somebody should definitely take note. And they should know that it's it's not about what you have because we're almost, what, 8 billion? You know, it's about what are you leaving behind? What are you impacting? Who are you impacting? Are you doing it for your family? Are you doing it to glorify God? Are you doing it to become impactful to your society? Are you doing it because somebody next door just doesn't want to see you win? You know, like what is that drive? What is that factor? Think about all these artists. Look at Kanye when he talked about his laptop. Think about Drake when he talked about his notepad. Do you think people like this would not have been where they are if they just stopped because, oh, somebody stole my notepad yesterday? No. You have to be so strategic and say, whatever happens, I'm still going to move forward. And also, it also brings me back to when I actually talked about this on Clubhouse some time ago, when I was doing music and I spent the whole summer, the entire summer, doing music. And then the day after I was done with everything, the studio got robbed. So I lost everything. I literally lost all the data. And I took all summer doing that. Everybody else was playing football, going for movies, going on dates. I went to the studio. And it happened and I was so devastated. Didn't do music for a year. I was like, is this what I want to do? No. So I had to get back up. And now I'm like, okay, let me let me keep going because one day someone's going to be impacted by this story and might make the Grammy next year just because you heard hey. that thing. You never know. So, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. You know what I'm Grammys. saying? So, I read the Grammys. Let's you know what I'm go. saying? And then you, you know, DJing for me on the set. You know what I'm saying? So, let's do it. Let's do it. It's lit. <laughs> it's lit, man. So, I really, really appreciate you for joining the playroom. It has been an honor. Uh, I'm so looking forward to your podcast, your your shows, your book, definitely your audio book. I must tap in. So if people want to reach out to you, how can they find you? Yeah, man, if, um, two things. Well, thank you for, uh, I'm honored to be on the show, man. I, I love what you're doing. And I think this is an awesome uh, way to connect with people that brings more humanity back into the algorithm. So I, I love doing these. Um, if anybody's interested in, like connecting with me directly to work with me, um, you can just jump on a call or just to connect, right? Um, I open up my calendar for anybody who just wants to jump on a call. I don't need anything. There's no pitch. Um, it's essentially just me um, just chatting with you. So that's at vernontfoster.com slash call. So V-E-R-N-O-N-T foster.com slash call. If you want to just connect with me and find out what I'm up to, I make a lot of funny videos, uh, funny meme videos on, on Instagram. My handle's at Famous Vernon. So um, if you just look for me there, uh, my book on Amazon, you can just type in my name. Uh, pretty much just, you can just Google me if you want. <laughs> that sounds kind of funny, but Famous Vernon is my handle on IG. Um, VernonTFoster.com is my website. Um, and yeah, you can pretty much find me anywhere online. I got a lot of content out there, so. Awesome. I was actually even thinking if you're on Clubhouse, you could actually do your audiobook and have a series on there. I might do that. Club, Clubhouse is really noisy. Tell me your so, honest opinion about because this was not part of the conversation, but now that we've just brought it up, what do you think Clubhouse is? Because I don't know. You tell me. I think it's a good idea, but it's it's hard to like. It's very noisy. Right? It's like everybody. There's not a lot of, uh, like, I think there needs to be more emphasis on etiquette or like what's, like, 
some people feel themselves way too much <laughs> mm. and a lot of people uh you know like marketers ruin everything so it's like six figures and this like a lot of a lot of fakeness on a platform that demands authenticity is what i see that's a deep one yes i agree i agree so, i don't i don't think it's and by the way i don't i think clubhouse is a great platform i think it's phenomenal the time that i spent on it like and you get cracked out on it like it's you're just like oh my god it's four o'clock in the morning like, <laughs> like, right? so that was my experience yeah but it was beautiful to connect with people because it kind of reminded me of this like you can connect with people um at a very deep level um but the problem is it's, it's just really noisy and people are posturing and pre- you're like they're kind of like hey i'm this person and i can help they're being salesy right like no right. i don't want to buy your stuff like i just want to learn about who you are and see if there's a vibe here and and if that was if people treated it the way i think it was intended like i think it would be really cool the problem is is that i don't know that that's going to be the way that it moves um but we'll see i don't think it's a bad platform i just think it's you know, the platform demands authenticity, and I see a lot of fake fakeness stuff. So. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, on two sides where you can see people that actually want to succeed, people that actually need help, like people who actually genuinely want to make a business for themselves, and then you see another set of people that are like, "Oh, you can't. You gotta be qualified for what? I mean, you have to be qualified to work." Definitely, you need a qualification to get a rent or to get whatever. But when you're qualifying someone, qualify them based on their character. DM them. Yes. Have a call. You know, they don't have to go through a $15 quiz to understand whether they're fit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like be authentic, be real, and then let them make that decision and say, okay, he might actually help me. I just like him because he's just a nice person. That's all you need. You don't need to have a PhD in in digital marketing. You know, like you have to be really sophisticated enough to say, hey, I can help you. What do you need? I was once where you were. And now today I've learned this. I can help you too. That's it. So I, I love the I love the fake authenticity point you just brought up. Thank you. No, I think uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll, it'll, people will change, but maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) But this is, this has been great. Favor, I appreciate you, man. Thank Um, you so much for being here. uh, Look look forward to, uh, to maybe coming back in the future. So most definitely, most definitely. Thank you so much. You got it, brother.